0: What's going on, football MD fam? Welcome back to episode forty-four of the Football MD podcast, and today we're going to be talking free agency. We're going to be running through all thirty-two NFL teams and addressing a need, as well as a player slated to hit free agency that can fill that team's need. But before we get into that, we had some big news break this past week about two star players in the NFL. Starting off with the Cleveland Browns signing former Chiefs running back Kareem Hunt to a one-year deal, and I'm not going to dive into the morality of this signing, whether the Browns should or shouldn't have given Hunt another chance. That's not for us to decide. There's still plenty for us to talk about here solely from an NFL and fantasy football standpoint, because I don't think anyone saw this move coming, especially after the promise that rookie Nick Chubb showed in 2018, but Kareem Hunt is an Ohio native. He played college ball at Toledo, and let's not forget that Browns general manager John Dorsey was the general manager of the Kansas City Chiefs in 2017 when they drafted Kareem Hunt in the third round so you can kind of connect the dots there but Dan what are your initial thoughts on this
1: move here? Pretty much exactly what you covered obviously they have Nick Chubb so it might have not been a real need for the team this offseason but you got a good player at a good price and the And the contract is for $0 guaranteed. So he's got to show up. He's got to perform in order to earn that $1 million dollars the contract is worth for one season
0: yeah definitely not a pressing need but a low risk situation for the Cleveland Browns so I don't necessarily disagree with this move from a football perspective and as for fantasy purposes my initial take is that it's February so it's crazy to really set anything in stone but I still have Nick Chubb as a borderline running back one as of right now Kareem Hunt is still on the commissioner's exempt list and we should be expecting a suspension from him in 2019 now whether that's eight games or whether he misses the entire season if Nick Chubb's tearing it up all year long I can't see a scenario where Hunt walks in halfway or longer through the season and takes over a significant portion of the workload and as for Hunt's fantasy value it's going to be very tough to recommend drafting him if you are going to have to hold him on your bench for half the season or more and then he could come back and just be part of a committee but luckily we still have a lot of time before fantasy drafts are starting up and we should have a lot more clarity on Kareem Hunt's status and we'll be able to give a much more definitive rank for each of these guys as August approaches. And next up, news broke on Tuesday that Antonio Brown has officially requested a trade from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Antonio Brown is still under contract with the team for another three years, and losing a player that's averaged 114 receptions, 1,524 yards, and 11 touchdowns per season since 2013 is never ideal. But at this point, do you think the headaches are worth it for the Steelers, or do you think they should just move on, cut ties completely?
1: Well, in my opinion, the Steelers have really no choice here but to handle this as professionally as possible. They need- need to think business here because obviously they do have to get rid of him he can't be there next year in my opinion but you have to do so without hurting your cap without having dead money so you have to work out some kind of trade you can't just cut him it's gonna hurt that he's an aging wide receiver who in general is already worth a lot of money and then he's gonna either want more or you're gonna have to pay him later it just it's not the best situation to take over that kind of contract but obviously somebody's going to bite someone's going to take it he's the he's obviously one of the better wide receivers in the NFL it's unfortunate that it came down to this speaking to Steelers fans personally I know they wanted him to stay and be a Steeler for life he was that type of player so uh pretty upset about that I'm sure the fan base is but I think it's got to happen it's imminent he's got to go
0: I agree and I mean they it's not like they're being completely left hanging dry. They still have Juju Smith-Schuster. Hopefully James Washington continues to take some steps forward in the receiving game. And with this trade, the Steelers will be able to acquire a lot of valuable assets to help them make the Super Bowl run that they're hoping to do before Big Ben has to retire. So, really thinking about what teams could be the most likely suitors for Antonio Brown. Of course, you have the San Francisco 49ers. That's one of the more talked about destinations. And they have some pieces that could benefit the Steelers. Defensive end Solomon Thomas, he was drafted as a top three pick two years back and hasn't really panned out for the 49ers but I think the talent is there and a nice defensive end for the Steelers could certainly benefit their team or even if the Steelers are looking for Big Ben's future successor quarterback Nick Mullins you know the 49ers have Jimmy Garoppolo slated to be healthy for 2019 and I think if the Steelers can package either Solomon Thomas or Nick Mullins with a few draft picks, that wouldn't be too bad of a deal for the Steelers. And one that I would personally just love to see, the Indianapolis Colts. I know we've been saying, especially on last week's mock draft episode, that the Colts will likely look to add a young wide receiver in this year's draft, giving Andrew Luck someone else to throw the ball to other than T.Y. Hilton and his tight ends. But they're really just a few pieces away from being a legitimate Super Bowl contender. So I say why not jumpstart the offense with a superstar like Antonio Brown. They have an additional second round pick they acquired from the Jets in the draft pick swap last season, as well as some later round picks. I think they could package some of those assets together and try and target Antonio Brown. And I'm assuming Brown wants to go play for a team where he has a chance to make a Super Bowl run as well. So a team like the Indianapolis Colts that, like I said, are just a few pieces away, I would like it. I think Brown would like it. And, you know, I, th- I, th- I think everyone will be happy if we get that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> of course you do. I mean, who wouldn't be happy with that type of player? And it th- it's not a bad fit, but I think you hit the nail on... I think you hit the nail on the head when you went with the 49ers first. That is the one that, to me, makes the most sense. But no doubt it'll be interesting to follow that and see exactly where he ends up. And before we get into our main segment of the day, where we go into free agency needs for all 32 teams, I just wanted to note real quick that, uh, that the Alliance of American Football did open up last week, last weekend. And it was not great football, you know, it wasn't overly impressive but it definitely gave it gave a true fan some football to watch and it was interesting no doubt
0: I kind of loved it I mean don't get me wrong it's definitely a lower level of football talent but I enjoy it it's like it's it's its own product you know they're playing good football they're talented players and it's just different enough from the NFL that it's interesting it's something new to watch and learn and take in so I'm appreciating it for sure
1: yeah and I, I Obviously, as a fan, you know, anything to give us more football to watch, more weekends out of the year.
0: And it goes right up to like the NFL draft. It's great.
1: And not that we're going to go dive in right away into the teams and the players and all that. We'll save that for a larger body of work, more volume to go off of. But just some quick notes about the gameplay. It seems that they're really going to push the rule book and try to change it up. That's a cool experiment that's going to keep people interested, ready to watch. And and the one downfall that I've seen was the huge drop-off at the offensive line position. The defensive linemen looked to dominate in almost every single game. They just looked vastly better than the offensive linemen. When you think about it, offensive line is a hard position to stack in the NFL, no doubt. And I think you can clearly see the difference in in this league opposed to the NFL, the talent just isn't there on the offensive line position. And that, that changes the play a lot.
0: Definitely, but some more football to fill our weekends is not something that I'm going to be complaining about. And I think it's just great for the sport in general to show that there are other avenues that you don't just have to go from college to the NFL. If you really do love football, there are other routes that you can take and you can continue to pursue your dream. And maybe some of these guys will even get opportunities to play in the NFL someday. So I think it's just great for the sport overall. But in the meantime, we have to switch back over to the NFL because free agency is rapidly approaching. So, like I said at the beginning of the episode, we're gonna be going through all 32 teams and highlighting some of their primary needs and some players slated to hit free agency that could fill those needs. We're going to be going in alphabetical order, so we'll be starting with the Arizona Cardinals. And I think they could use a wide receiver to surround Josh Rosen with some receiving talent, especially with Larry Fitzgerald leaving the team sooner rather than later. I think a young pass catcher like Adam Humphries, only 25 years old, would be a great fit. He had a big year in 2018, 76 catches, 817 yards, 5 touchdowns. I could see him becoming a nice safety blanket for Rosen on underneath routes. While Christian Kirk, who's coming into his second season, has more of a skill set to take the top off of opposing defenses. So I like Adam Humphreys a lot heading over to Arizona.
1: Up next is the Atlanta Falcons. And although they're not a team that typically dives in and makes a big splash in free agency, they have a lot of weapons on offense and some young playmakers on the defensive side of the ball. But I think targeting a guard like Ramon Foster from the Steelers seems like a solid move for the team. You aren't going to pay 33-year-old guard a ton of money, but a reasonable short-term deal could help protect Matt Ryan from inside pressure and help get more production from the running backs.
0: Yeah, especially since they really didn't get the type of production that they're used to getting over the last few years from the running back position in 2018, so... I think just trying to rebuild that offensive line a little bit would be nice. But now moving over to the Baltimore Ravens, I think they have to add a playmaker on offense. They only had 57 plays of 20 yards or more in 2018. That was 24th in the NFL. They have to add some more explosive talent around quarterback Lamar Jackson, whether it comes from a running back or a wide receiver, being able to generate chunk plays is an area where this team really lacked this past season. And what about Le'Veon Bell? I know it doesn't seem like a move that the Ravens would normally make, but putting a dynamic ball carrier like Bell behind Lamar Jackson would really mess with opposing defenses, and Jackson could definitely benefit from having a running back that he can dump the ball off to with the ability to turn short throws into chunk plays and long touchdowns. Of course, money will be the issue with signing Bell, but I think that's, you know, everyone's talking about the Jets or the Colts or all these different locations. I think the Ravens are a great destination for Bell when you really boil it down.
1: And like you said about Antonio Brown, he as well probably wants to go to a team that's looking for a championship, looking to be competitive down the stretch. The Ravens were in it this year down the stretch, so obviously you add a player like Le'Veon Bell, you only expect to go upward from there. So no doubt, Le'Veon Bell, it's a good mutual fit there. Up next is the Buffalo Bills, and it was a It was a tough decision between revamping the offensive line or they could definitely use a big play wide receiver in the passing game to assist Josh Allen. He doesn't have much, he doesn't have many weapons at his disposal, but they did lose Cordy Glenn, Eric Wood, and Richie Incognito prior to 2018 on the offensive line. So that seems like the more pressing need. You've got to get him protected. They also have three starters on the offensive line scheduled to hit unrestricted free agency this season. So I think adding a veteran like center Matt Paredes from the Broncos could be a great way to check off one of those boxes. It's not that often a Pro Bowl caliber 29-year-old offensive lineman hits the open market in free agency. And although he may be expensive and a popular target, so you're going to have to bid for him, his impact on the Bills offensive line should prove worthwhile.
0: Love that pick there and next up we have the Carolina Panthers and I really could not make up my mind here. I think they have to get a backup quarterback. They could certainly use an edge rusher and they could also revamp that offensive line just like the Buffalo Bills. Um, We'll start off at edge rusher and this defense generally thrives on generating pressure with its front four. That didn't really pan out for them this past season so they could target an edge rusher But I also have my concerns, and I'm assuming the Panthers do as well, about Cam Newton's shoulder. It's hampered him over the last two seasons and reports haven't been too promising in regards to his status for 2019. So unless the Panthers want to rely on Taylor Heineke or Kyle Allen throwing the ball for them, should Newton miss time, I think signing a backup quarterback should be paramount for the Panthers this offseason. But then at the same time, and this is I think where I land, would be the most beneficial for the Panthers in free agency, regardless of who their quarterback is, protecting the blind side will be a huge priority for the Panthers this offseason. Because left tackle Matt Khalil, he dealt with injuries all of 2018 and played subpar when he was on the field. So I think replacing Khalil with an offensive tackle like Donovan Smith from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers would be a great fit. I wouldn't be surprised if the Bucs decide to franchise tag Smith. But if he does walk, the Panthers should go after him. He's not a Pro Bowl caliber player or anything like that, but he is a solid and reliable starter where the Panthers have struggled. And I know this could also be addressed in the draft, but the Panthers are a team trying to win now. So signing a veteran would minimize the risk of having to rely on a rookie to come in and make an immediate impact. I think Donovan Smith is a great fit for the Panthers.
1: Definitely makes a lot of sense. To me, edge rusher seems like a more pressing need. And honestly, the one that seems like the best fit for me is Cameron Wake. I know he's going to be 37, but you're going to get him at a cheap price. Cameron Wake's 37? He's going to be My 37. God. And he's still very, very good. He plays. He's highly productive. And let's be honest. Cameron Wake at 37 is not going very far. If he's going to leave Miami, he's going to want to stay pretty close. Carolina's not too far away. So the Panthers would end up with a productive edge rusher and... And it would be a good fit for Cameron Wake in what would probably end up being one of his final seasons.
0: I just want to say you're out of your damn mind. Charlotte is about a 10-hour drive from Miami. But I do like the fit. I think Cameron Wake heading over to the Panthers would be a great addition to that defense. So
1: Moving on to the next team up, it's the Chicago Bears. And they really don't have any imminent needs. And, and that has multiple benefits. One, and first and foremost, it allows you to focus on just retaining... The talent that you already have in-house. So for the Bears, that focus is on two secondary players who end up in Pro Football Focus's top 25 ranked free agents this offseason. Adrian Amos, safety, and Bryce Callahan, cornerback. Both both had very good seasons last year. You have to re-sign those guys and make sure that they don't leave in free agency. And then also, it allows you. Secondly, to just to go after the best players available, to not necessarily fill needs, but try to make your team more dynamic. So whether it's whether it's signing the big name free agent like Demarcus Lawrence, if he actually hits open open market, Earl Thomas, somebody of that nature, or making a big splash in the draft by bun- saving in free agency and bundling up and moving in the draft, whatever it might be. They're in a position where they're set up for success. The one thing we did agree upon, though, is backup quarterback for them, correct? They should probably get some kind of competition in for Trubisky, if nothing else, just because it benefits the room for competition.
0: 100%. I have nothing against Mr. Trubisky. I think he is a good quarterback. I think he's going to continue to develop, but you want to make sure he does that. You want to have someone behind him vying for that spot. But no doubt the ability to focus on upgrading rather than rebuilding is a nice situation to be in for the Chicago Bears. Next up, we have the Cincinnati Bengals, and I think they need a linebacker, and Anthony Barr from the Minnesota Vikings seems like a great fit. Their linebacker play was amongst the worst in the league this past season. They can't rely on Vontaze Perfect, but as of right now, he's the best that they have at the position. So like I said, Anthony Barr, I think he's a safe bet to be able to step in and satisfy an immediate need for this defense.
1: Up next is the Cleveland Browns, and really for them... They have drafted very well as of late and they have a lot of picks at the top of the draft so they have a ton of talent but they could add another impact defender, big pl- or a big play wide receiver. Pairing Mayfield with a big play wide receiver would be huge for the offense for the offensive attack. But the Browns ranked 28th in rushing defense in 2018, so a run-stuffing defensive tackle would be a nice addition to an otherwise strong defense. There's not a lot of quality defense tackles that I'm expecting to hit the open market this offseason, but Grady Jarrett or Nadam Kung-Soo could make that fit for the Cleveland Browns or somebody like Terrell Williams or even John Brown, just somebody to stretch the field on the offensive side of the ball would be a great benefit to Baker Mayfield.
0: And next up, we have the Dallas Cowboys, and I think taking a safety, either LaMarcus Joyner from the LA Rams or Tyron Matthew from the Houston Texans, regardless, upgrading their secondary with A safety to pair with Xavier Woods and Jeff Heath could really help produce some more turnovers. And as of right now, the Cowboys offense just isn't built to be very high powered with Dak Prescott at quarterback. I'm not saying that he's a bad quarterback, but running an efficient offense with moving the ball on the ground is just more their strong suit at this point. So winning the turnover battle more consistently would certainly help that. And with having their linebacker core shored up this past season with the rise of Leighton Van Der Esch, I think getting some more pieces in their secondary to produce some turnovers would be a huge upgrade for the Dallas Cowboys.
1: Moving on to the Denver Broncos, where obviously their most glaring need their most glaring need is quarterback and they'll probably and they'll probably hit that in the draft, but but don't be surprised if they grab somebody in free agency if Teddy Bridgewater could come at a reasonable at a reasonable price. But if they were going to look elsewhere, they could definitely bolster their defense through free agency by signing safety Landon Collins. Their pass rush is set with Miller and Chubb, but they hardly got any production from the safety position in 2018. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants franchise tagged Collins and he never really hits the open market, but he could excel in a secondary such as the Broncos where the pass rush forces the quarterback to get the ball out quickly and allows Landon Collins, a playmaker, to get underneath and make plays.
0: Love that one. And next up, we have the Detroit Lions. And we said this on the mock draft episode, they just need a pass rusher. They need to get better at pressuring the quarterback, especially with Ziggy Ansah unlikely to return in 2019. This is their biggest need in 2018, even with Ansah still on the team. Jadeveon Clowney would be the ideal signing here, but the Texans, they're likely going to be franchise tagging him. And there's a lot of teams that need pass rushers. So I really don't know if the Lions are going to be able to satisfy this need in free agency, but If any one of these blue chip players do hit the open market, I think they have to go after them with everything they have.
1: Up next, the Green Bay Packers. A good fit is the defensive tackle, Sheldon Richardson, from the Vikings. After his success in Minnesota, the Vikings may offer him a big contract, but they have other financial commitments, primarily Kirk Cousins, so it's not completely unlikely that we see Richardson hit the open market. If Rodgers is healthy, you can expect the team to be able to put points on the board, but when the defense can't stop a when the defense can't stop a game from turning into a shootout, we saw it this past season, they're gonna struggle. Richardson could really improve Green Bay's front seven and help create opportunities for the playmakers in the secondary.
0: And next up, we have the Houston Texans, and this one's easy. They have to upgrade their offensive line. I love Donovan Smith, Matt Paradise. Either one of them would be an improvement. Quarterback Deshaun Watson was sacked 62 times in 2018. That alone should speak for itself. I know that not all of those sacks were the fault of the line, but Watson needs more time to stand in the pocket so he can utilize DeAndre Hopkins and a healthy Will Fuller to make plays down the field. Both Smith and Paradise were mentioned earlier, but offensive line options are pretty thin in this free agent class. And like I said, the Texans just need to improve on that area of the field if they want to take a step forward in 2019. Either one of those guys should help them do that. And I know we've been doing this back and forth thing here but my boys the Indianapolis Colts they're up next and I am very passionate about this pick. I would love for them to grab a pass rusher in free agency or the draft, for that matter but I think defensive end Trey Flowers from the Patriots is a great fit. The Colts defense really surprised in 2018 finishing 11th in total defense and had the league's leading tackler in rookie Darius Leonard but they also didn't have a single player reach double digit sacks so getting an elite pass rusher to pair with their young defenders would really help the Colts take another step forward next season. I know the offense could definitely use some more weapons but there aren't a ton of great options in this free agent class so I expect them to focus on defense and Flowers is exactly the type of versatile title defensive end that could thrive on the Colts front line
1: moving right on to the Jacksonville Jaguars obviously they need a quarterback Blake Bortles inability to be serviceable at the quarterback position made the Jaguars one of the more disappointing teams in the league this past season I still expect the Jags to target a quarterback in the draft but that doesn't mean they need to rush the future of their franchise onto the field Nick Foles Ryan Fitzpatrick Teddy Bridgewater all fit the bill but I think Tyrod Taylor might be the best fit if they go with a guy like Kyler Murray in the draft, similar type of running style, and it makes a lot of sense to bring somebody who he can relate to as the bridge quarterback. If there's one thing Taylor can do, it's protect the football and make some money plays with the le- with his legs while they rely on their defense to win them games.
0: Next up, we have the Kansas City Chiefs, and we saw towards the end of the 2018 season that they do have some talent on the front end of the defensive side of the ball, but they could certainly use a playmaker in the secondary. So I think rebuilding that area of their defense with a safety like Tyron Matthew, they need some long-term solutions at both safety and corner, which I do think they'll address in the draft as they have three picks in the first two rounds, but targeting a talented young safety like Matthew would be a nice first step. I know the Chiefs still have Eric Berry and Ron Parker as their starting safeties right now. But Barry has dealt with injuries, and I don't think Ron Parker is as talented as Matthew. So I could see him stepping in and making an immediate impact on this Super Bowl contender.
1: Up next is the Los Angeles Chargers. And the number one need is probably the depth at linebacker. Quan Alexander from the Bucks is probably the best fit for the interior linebacker position. The linebacker core was struck with injuries in 2018. Luckily, safeties Adrian Phillips and Ade had some success stepping in. But that's not what you want to rely on if they're trying to make a Super Bowl run. They need some bigger bodies at the second level of the field. I could see the Chargers targeting Anthony Barr or a safety. But a player like linebacker Quan Alexander excels at playing in the box and getting after the run. Which is exactly what the Chargers want from their linebackers. And I'll roll right into the Los Angeles Rams. The biggest need is probably edge rusher Frank Clark. Makes the most sense Rams added Dante Fowler from the Jaguars in midseason trade, but he's not to become a he is now set to become a free agent this season, along with Nadama Su, generating pressure from the edge is a crucial for Way Phillips 3-4 scheme and they struggled in that area of the field before the addition of Fowler. Clark is just 26 years old, hitting the prime of his career. lining him up next to Aaron Donald would be a nightmare for opposing offenses.
0: And next up, we have the Miami Dolphins, and I have kind of a weird pick here for them in free agency. I know that they need a quarterback, and I think they'll either address that in this year's draft or next year's. Maybe they'll look to acquire a veteran like Ryan Fitzpatrick to bridge that gap. But regardless of the quarterback, they're going to need someone to throw the ball to. And I think that a big body like Devin Funches would fit nicely. I know he's been given the opportunity in Carolina to be the wide receiver one and never really ascended to that role. But that's not what the Dolphins would ask of him. They, they don't need someone to stretch defenses with their speed. Instead, they could use Funches almost like a tight end over the middle of the field. And they probably won't have to pay up for him either. So I think that could be a signing that would pan out better than expected.
1: Devin Funches is a great fit there, no doubt. And I'll move right on to the Minnesota Vikings. They need a lot of help on the offensive line at pretty much every position. So whether it's tackle, whether it's guard, the best players that they can sign at the offensive line position makes the most sense. Surrender to League High, 227 pressures in 2018 will be a it will definitely be a focus in the draft, but the Vikings have too much invested in their quarterback to sit back and let a bunch of rookies protect Cousins. So going with a veteran in free agency to balance out the rookies you're more than likely going to be relying on from the draft makes a lot of sense. Bring in a veteran presence. It could be exactly what they need to build their offensive line into a successful unit very quickly.
0: Next up, we have the Super Bowl champions, the New England Patriots, and they're not a team to typically pay up in free agency. They usually prefer to build through the draft, and it's worked out for them so far. Of course, they could use an edge rusher, but as far as this free agent class goes, I could see Belichick falling in love with a wide receiver like Adam Humphreys. He's not the big play threat that they might be looking for, but he's a disciplined route runner that seems like he would fit well in New England. I think he kind of plays that Danny Amendola role, but I think he's a little bit better than Amendola. Stop just stop just comparing him to white guys, all right? I, he's, shit, I got nothing for that. I got nothing for that one there. Uh, they kind of just do play this a uh, very similar role though, and. He just seems like this type of scrappy wide receiver that is another stereotypical uh, adjective to use for white wide receivers, I know. But um, I'm just digging myself into a hole here. But I really do think Adam Humphreys would fit nicely with the Patriots. You know, I hope the Patriots don't take anyone a free agency. So I hope Adam Humphreys stays in Tampa Bay where he belongs. Keep him over there. And let's just end this conversation. Next up, uh, you want to take this next one there, Dan?
1: Yeah, I'll move right into the New Orleans Saints and not much to touch on here. They are another team like the Chicago Bears. They need to re-sign any potential free agents that they have and then take the little cap space that they have remaining and pour it into the best player that they can get at pretty much any position. It doesn't really matter because they're pretty much solidified at every position. I will note that they should make a big splash in free agency because they are without a first rounder this year due to the Marcus Davenport trade, who they hope to be a premier pass rusher in the NFL. So hopefully, he takes a big step into his second year. But definitely, making a big splash in free agency would make up for not having a first rounder.
0: Yeah, and they actually don't have a third rounder as well. So, one position that I think they could target is just getting some more depth at the tight end position. This was a need in 2018, and now Benjamin Watson announced that he'll be retiring. So, You know, I would say this could be situated in the draft, but without a first and third round pick, I think free agency is the way to go, but I know options are pretty thin. So we'll kind of see how that plays out. But like you said, for the most part, the Saints are in a position to upgrade, not necessarily rebuild. So not expecting any big moves from the Saints this offseason. But next up, we have the New York Giants and quarterback is the obvious need here, but they'll likely be looking to fix that through the draft. So I think they'll have to look offensive line and free agency help protect whoever they have thrown the ball next season, especially if they go with a newly drafted rookie as their starter. You don't want your young quarterback to be running for his life every single week. I know this is the third time that I've brought him up, but like I said, there aren't many difference makers along the offensive line in this year's free agency class. So I think that Matt Paredes, he should fit nicely here. He should help stabilize the middle of New York's offensive line, which should help Saquon Barkley out of the backfield, while also keeping interior pressure away from their quarterback. But of course, if safety Landon Collins leaves in free agency then we may be having a completely different conversation here. Uh, The Giants may be targeting a safety as well with guys such as LaMarcus Joyner or Tyron Matthew.
1: And our other favorite New York team, the Jets. Obviously, they have have to surround Sam Darnold with offensive weapons to succeed, but there aren't many of those guys available in free agency this year unless you want them to take Le'Veon Bell. Which certainly isn't out of the realm of possibilities. They have a ton of money; they'll be able to spend on him. But I think a lot of, but I think a lot of their needs on offense can be satisfied through this draft. While targeting a high-profile pro- edge rusher in free agency could make a huge impact and would really complement the ball hawking ability of their secondary. Imagine they were able to sign somebody like Jadavion Clowney. Or Shaquille Barrett, somebody uh, along that nature who can come off the edge and create some kind of pass rush.
0: And next up, we have the Oakland Raiders, and they have to try and replace some of the production lost with the departure of Khalil Mack. I know that you had been landing Nick Bosa in your mock draft, and there are some other solid players that they could target at the fourth overall pick to bolster their defensive line, like Ed Oliver or Clellan Farrell from Clemson. But I wouldn't be surprised if they try to fill that need with a young veteran like 26-year-old Frank Clark from Seattle. Keep in mind that as of right now, the Raiders have three first-round picks in this year's draft. So I think that at 26 years old, Frank Clark has enough experience and is in the perfect position to lead the group of young players that the Raiders will be drafting this season. And he's still young enough to be in his prime as these young draft picks start to develop over the next two to three years. I think he's a great fit for the Raiders to try and snag in the open market this season.
1: Up next is the Philadelphia Eagles. Their biggest need is probably edge rusher. They could use a speed receiver and a running back as well. I have them taking Josh Jacobs in the first round of my mock draft.
0: And I, I thought that was a great pick, by the way.
1: It would definitely solidify that offense. But the Eagles' success this season really came from their offense, offense and defensive fronts. With De'Anne Brandon graham set to hit free agency, the Eagles have to make sure they either re-sign Graham or find another veteran to fill that potential void realistically i think the eagles are in a position like you said they're probably trying to just resign graham they should probably just be trying to resign the their potential free agents they have four players in pro football focuses top 20 free agents so definitely you want to resign those guys three of those guys on the defense side of the ball if you bring those guys back you won't have to worry too much about adding talent more of just maintaining and
0: getting better as a team And now we'll head over to the Pittsburgh Steelers, and this is a team that certainly has enough talent, even without Antonio Brown or Le'Veon Bell, to make a run at the Super Bowl, but I think one of the positions where they seriously lacked in 2018 was at linebacker with the void left by Ryan Shazier. Of course, that horrific injury, um, very unfortunate situation, but if they are going to try and fill and replace some of that production, Anthony Barr from Minnesota is one of my favorite linebackers in this free agency class, and I think a disciplined veteran presence on this defense would be a nice fit. Now there are certainly some options available at linebacker that if they panned out could have a bigger impact, but I think that Barr is the safest bet for this team because like I said, they're ready to make a run. They don't need to make a big splash, a big potential upside signing. They just need someone to fill a void and that's exactly what Anthony Barr could do. Quan Alexander, he had a down year in 2018, but I think he provides enough safety and some of that potential upside that a team like the Steelers may be looking for. So Anthony Barr, Quan Alexander, regardless, I think targeting a linebacker is huge for this team going into 2019.
1: Rolling right into the San Francisco 49ers, they were the worst coverage team as per profile football focus last season. So they need to do two things, improve the edge rush, the pass rush in order to cut down the amount of time these quarterbacks have in the pocket and the amount of time their cornerbacks need to cover for. And then they need to get a cornerback in order to improve the coverage. I'm expecting Kyle Shanahan to target every high-profile edge rusher available in free agency, as well as cornerbacks. See who he can get to pair with DeVorce Buckner, Eric Armstead, and Richard Sherman on the back end. The guy that I like in the secondary for them is definitely Ronald Darby. He's only 25 years old and will be hitting the prime of his career coming up in 2019.
0: Now we'll head over to the Seattle Seahawks, who I think will focus on building up their defense. They already have a handful of young building blocks, and they have an all-pro middle linebacker in Bobby Wagner, but they were 30th in yards allowed per rush and 18th in yards allowed per pass attempt, so they could use a run stuffer to play alongside Jerron Reed or an edge rusher to complement Frank Clark, and a safety of the team with Bradley McDougal if Earl Thomas isn't back. I could see Landon Collins being a great fit here.
1: Up next, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And their offense last year lit up the scoreboard. Unfortunately, so did every opposing offense against their defense. They have, they have needs all over the defensive side of the ball. And in the NFC South, you have to be able to defend the passing game against Matt Ryan, Cam Newton, Andrew Brees. So, so I think they try to bolster their secondary with free agent class housing some, some stud safety such as Tyron Mathieu, Earl Thomas, or LaMarcus Joyner. Any of these guys would be a huge improvement over Jordan Whitehead and Andrew Adams, their starters in 2018.
0: And next up, we have the Tennessee Titans, who I think really need a pass rusher. They fielded one of the league's top scoring defenses in 2018, despite registering only 39 sacks. They already have rookie outside linebacker Harold Landry, who has a promising future and will likely begin to see more double teams in 2019. And they have defensive lineman Jarrell Casey, who is an established player, but Need someone to help him collapse the pocket from the interior. So I think grabbing a pass rusher will be huge for the Tennessee Titans, especially with this up-and-coming AFC South division with Deshaun Watson running the Houston Texans offense, Andrew Luck running the Indianapolis Colts offense. The Titans have to keep up on the defensive side of the ball if they want to stay competitive.
1: And last but certainly not least, the Washington Redskins, obviously they need a quarterback. With Alex Smith already out for the 2019 season, they'll need to find another quarterback potentially through the draft. I could also see them targeting a linebacker to pair with Ryan Kerrigan if they opt to try and draft their quarterback of the future in April rather than relying on free agency.
0: Tyler Murray. Can Kyler Murray, the Washington Redskins, is a good fit?
1: Possibly. I mean, it's really all about at their position. Do you make the decision to try to move up or do you sit and wait and take whoever's available at? 14, 15, wherever they pick.
0: Imagine this scenario. The Washington Redskins grab Antonio Brown and Kyler Murray.
1: That'd be nice. That's some exciting <laughs> stuff right there. <laughs> I don't there. know if it would be realistic <laughs> to think that it happens, but it'd be,
0: it's, it's a nice thought. Yeah, that's some exciting stuff right there. You know, you got Darius guys coming back from injury. You got and Adrian Peterson. That would definitely make a dynamic offense, no doubt. Yeah.
1: And, and if they get their offensive line healthy, because that's what they struggle with this year, a lot of offensive line injuries. If that offensive line gets healthy, one of the better units in the NFL, no doubt.
0: Yeah, definitely an interesting situation there for the Washington Redskins, and really just interesting situations for all 32 teams in the NFL. This is, of course, a bit of an early look at free agency. We're going to continue to keep you guys updated at team needs as players get signed. We're going to keep you guys up to date every step of the way, so make sure you keep on tuning in. Thank you guys again. I think this is our first episode of the offseason, or is this the second one, or am I just losing count at this point? It's the second. I'm trying to keep count. We've been... uh, you know, we're episode 44 the now. Super Bowl recap mock draft last You're right, week. you're right, you're right. And
1: don't forget about that mock draft, guys. Yeah, yeah, guys, you can
0: still head back, check out the mock draft. That's the great thing about the offseason. You don't have to stay up to date on the episodes. You can go back, catch up on them. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed our takes on the free agent class coming up. If you guys have any teams you would like us to focus on a little bit more, make sure you're reaching out to us at FootballMDPod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, or heading over to FootballMDPodcast.com. We're going to keep continuing to push out a ton of content over there. But that's all that we have for this episode. So until next time, guys.